This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Brian. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. So, Dan. I'm in for, full form today, so everybody's... Uh, <laughs> I am he's, full form. he's ready for today, and he's he's uh, he's he's looking to make you laugh. So, last night, I'm watching the Olympics, right? Watching women's tennis, and then a little bit of uh, Argentina versus uh, Spain in soccer. Or, I guess they call it football over there. Um and anyway, my phone starts going off, and it's my earthquake alert. And it's an 8.1 earthquake off the coast of Alaska. And then it just keeps going. The aftershocks or whatever you want to call it. There's like a bunch of sevens before it, and then there's a, the eights, and then there's a bunch of sixes. And so all night long, they have been getting rocked with earthquakes and aftershocks up there. So... For those that are up in Alaska, up on Aleutian Island area, um, on the peninsula, uh, hope you guys are safe. I haven't seen any reports of damage or anything like that. I don't know much about that area of Alaska, if it's whether it's populated or not. But that's uh, what's going on with there. Is that crazy or what? That is crazy. Those are pretty pretty large scale um, earthquakes taking place. So if that happened here in California, it'd be it'd be an issue, you know. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we had that seven something on Fourth of July a couple of years ago up in China Lake um, on the Navy base, and uh, only a few homes were, were damaged because of the sparsity over there. But man, could you imagine if that was downtown Los Angeles when that occurred? We'd be talking about that today. More than that, it'd probably be you know dealing with the the aftermath. It'd be it'd be crazy for sure. Still, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not here to talk about earthquakes today. We are actually here to talk about emergency management education, and more so not about education programs or anything like that, but about the journey. And so if you guys have been paying attention at all to the EM student, which I highly recommend that you do, uh, Dan Scott uh, was hosting that for a bit and still kind of involved. But we also have Franz Economy, who is the host now uh, of this series that she's doing. And I want to bring her on to talk about her series and about emergency management education. So Franz, welcome to EM Weekly. Hey, Todd. Thanks. I'm um, glad to be here. Hey. <laughs> hey, Dan. <laughs> so, Franz, you're not, you're not um, unfamiliar with uh, being behind the mic you have because, you know, you have your own show. Talk about Ian Weekly a little bit and what your ideas of it are and, and what you're doing with it. Um, sure. Yeah, I think with um, with Ian Student, I mean, it was such I'm a sorry. cool... <laughs> right. My show, AM student. Um, no, it was, um, it was, uh, such a cool opportunity, you know, really to, to be able to kind of jump in and, um, you know, obviously for a while doing it with Dan and, and learning the ropes. And I, uh, really throughout my entire, uh, kind of schooling and, and my career so far, I love learning from people who know a lot about what they're doing and who are really passionate, um, about what they're doing. And I think that those two things, um, definitely kind of categorize a lot of, uh, emergency managers in general. Um, and you know, we're obviously, you know, really big, uh, categories that defined, um, a lot of the, the people that we were talking to, um, on the show. So I think that was a really kind of wonderful way to kind of help shape my journey already. Um, and then obviously I, you know, picked this idea 
uh, to you guys. And I'm just, I think part of it, it just really came out of the fact that I'm so curious in general about lots of different things, but obviously being new to emergency management, um, I just had so many questions um, and things like that. And so I kind of started by just making this huge list of, of all the things I was kind of wondering about. Um, and then obviously connected with you, Todd, um, to try to come with, you know, who might be really good to talk to about these individual different topics. Um, you know, so then I put together this, you know, really awesome roster of people. Um, yeah. And just kind of, you know, over the last uh, couple months um, have been able to record really awesome interviews. They've been, um, you know, coming out now. I think, uh, I think actually episode five just came out this week. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm really proud of it. Um, and I think, um, you know, have gotten to talk to some really great people. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's been a really awesome experience for sure. So what made you start asking that question about emergency management? You know, when you reached out to me on LinkedIn, right? I think that's how we connected originally. Yeah. By the way, everybody out there, I think LinkedIn is probably the the, the best platform for, for networking and, and really getting to get into good conversations with people. So you reached out to me via LinkedIn. What made you, what made you think about emergency management? Um, I think, um, I had just heard about it, uh, before. Um, and I think it was actually when I originally heard about it, um, I think I was, my mom actually sent me an article at one point, And then I think I stumbled across some Ted talks, um, you know, about, um, it was a very, you know, impromptu people, um, kind of performing some emergency management functions, like after a tornado and things and kind of how that all went down. Um, and it just, it just seemed really interesting. I think I really liked the, um, kind of organization part and how you have to really think through so many different pieces because disasters touch so many different elements of everyday life for people when they happen and how you have to really think through all that. Um, and so that piece combined with the, um, you know, the, the key focus of emergency management, which is helping people um, and not just helping people in general when things are going well, but helping people when it's like potentially the worst day of their lives. Um, so, yeah, so that was just um, something that I found really interesting. Um, I was on kind of uh, on a path to discover um, in a little bit more about just different careers, different career paths, um, you know, just to kind of take a look at more what was out there. Um, and so, yeah, I just um, kind of researched different emergency managers in my area and you were one of them and, uh, you know, reached out to, for an informational interview. Um, it was actually funny. That was, I mean, you know, that's how we got connected. And that was actually a lot of the, uh, advice I got from, uh, talking to the different people that I was talking to in this series. Um, a lot of them talked about seeking out mentors, networking, reaching out to people. Um, you know, and especially I think with the mindset of, um, not necessarily, you know, I want to connect with this person because they're going to be able to give me a job or whatever, things like that. But because I, I really reached out, I was like, I don't know much about this field. I would like somebody in the profession to talk to me more about it. Um, you know, and that's exactly why I reached out to you. And I think um, when you come to those kind of informational interviews with that much curiosity um, and lots of lots of questions, people, especially the emergency managers that I've talked to, are so generous with their time and their knowledge. Um, and they'll really, you know, tell you a lot and, and, and kind of answer your questions. So, yeah. So now I've, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the, of the introduction to Franzi because I think, you know, she's known 
you're, you're known to the to the community at least in emergency at least in the EM Weekly community, I think, uh, because of the EM Student Show and whatnot. But Franzi, you see, your background is actually economics, and mm-hmm. your last name is Economy, which I thought was really kind of cool. But in fact, I we uh, you know because I live in Hollywood, right, or in, at least in Southern California, close to Hollywood. Yeah. I know people. I know people in the in the industry, right? And they you know they always change their name. And so I actually asked her, and like, is that really your last name? Or, and it, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually get asked that question a lot. Um, and yeah, and obviously studying economics um, in school when, you know, the professor would go through the roster and things, they'd sometimes kind of do a double take. But um, nope, that's my real last name. What do you see as the um, nexus between economics um, and, uh, and disaster response and management? Um, I mean, I think the biggest piece is that, you know, economics is at its core kind of um, – the the ideas or philosophies behind allocating scarce resources, um, and so if you look, um, you know, during a disaster, uh, obviously there are a lot scarcer resources because you know things um, you know could have been destroyed. Um, lots of different resources are now not available, even supply chains, um, all those kinds of things, and so you need to learn how to navigate that. Um, and I think also. Uh, you know, from another perspective as well. I mean, it's, it all comes down and around to, to money as well. And so, and how people, uh, how the infrastructure is going to get rebuilt, how people are going to be made whole again, um, rebuilding their homes um, has to do with their jobs and livelihoods. Um, and so, um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of threads actually. And, um, you know, it really is just drilling down to, to me, the thing that's so, so interesting about economics actually um, is is really just using that as a lens to talk about other topics. That's actually the thing that's fascinating me the most about economics. I kind of always knew I didn't want to be a just straight economist, um, but I just love the questions that economics asks and how it makes you think. Um, and I just think a lot of uh, those perspectives are really helpful um, when navigating issues that you have to work through um, in emergency management. So. So I, my question uh, to you, Franzi, is how has your your adventure, I would call it that, with, especially working with Todd, <laughs> <laughs> but how has it coming on and, and working with us and um, do, in, doing more research in emergency management and doing your own organization and applying what you've learned changed your view of not only how you apply economics, but what you're going to do in emergency management? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, first of all, this has just been such a wonderful experience to um, really just kind of further my education. So I'm also taking, um, I'm right now in the in the final class of a, you know, EM certification program through through UCI. Um, and so that to me is, you know, again, also, um, you know, self-directed a bit, but, you know, that's kind of what I'm seeing right now is a little bit more of the, the formal piece to my education. Um, I think, you know, getting to talk to all these different people is a little bit more the kind of informal side um, of my education. Um, and it's been super helpful because that's the thing is I think the um, the in the classroom part is is really important because you need to understand the philosophy and perspective, um, you know, that, you know, in the different phases and, you know, what I mean, like all the kind of more facts about the profession Um but something that I kind of um, find interesting and that and I come have come up a lot in, in the conversations I've been having is we can know a lot of things about like what types of structures, you know, tend to do well, like organizational structures when you're trying to roll out a response or something like that. We know certain things about what are good ways to mitigate um, against other kinds of disasters. Um, we know certain things about how best to communicate with some 
you know, certain populations and things like that in certain communities. Um, but it just over and over again, I think uh, where it really comes down to is, is implementation. And that was something that was really stressed to me is that we can know so many things, but it's so hard to put them uh, really effectively into practice. Um, and so, uh, you know, that was another thing and another piece. And that's, that's a perspective that you don't get necessarily just from the facts and just from taking classes, uh, but you get from experience. And obviously, I don't have experience yet <laughs> being a student. So the next best thing is really just to talk to lots of people who do have experience and who can share their knowledge, um, you know, and really take advantage of that. Uh, I think just to gain, um, you know, a better perspective. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think kind of to go back to your question, um, just in trying to, you know, how I'm using this opportunity to help navigate my own um, EM journey. Uh, I think I have not really come to any solid conclusions yet um, and kind of figuring out like where I might want to be. Um, but I think it, it definitely is, um, like I said, teaching me to have a certain uh, perspective or mindset or, or like how to approach things, um, you know, that when we're brainstorming ideas, it's not, it's, you know, it's not enough really to just come up with ideas, which they also may have already been come up with before, but have, you know, thinking through the implementation strategy and thinking through all these different steps. Um, and, you know, and I think that is the biggest piece um, that I'll probably be carrying forward when I, you know, as I continue to investigate um, and try to figure out, you know, where might be, uh, you know, my place in the emergency management field. Okay, so I, I have a question regarding just the the the, the program that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. and, and full disclosure, obviously, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I teach in the program, so uh, but I just want to hear from her perspective. So we have I was having a conversation just yesterday uh, uh, was on somebody on LinkedIn regarding the idea of online online education versus in person education, and um, you know. I, do you get the same experiences, the education experience that you think, you know, going through the online program? I mean, I think the part I, I like about, I'm not going to, I don't want to poison the well. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think there are definitely differences and I think, you know, there is, I think a lot, what a lot of people tend to say is that um, when you do the kind of online version, um, that kind of uh, informal, just chatting and getting to know people and the networking and making connections, um, you know, people t t say that doesn't happen. Uh, I guess my response to that, and I guess it's also partly now um, from taking all these you know, starting to take all these classes during COVID when like everyone is on Zoom and like there is no other option. Um, and I think everybody is learning um, to cope and communicate in a way that's that is just more digital. So I guess that that definitely plays a part in it. Um, but what I would just say is that it doesn't it doesn't happen as organically and it doesn't uh, you have to put in a little bit of effort, maybe. Um but I can say that, you know, I've connected with a ton of my classmates offline. Um, I think we had a lot of, you know, it started with a lot of really wonderful discussions during class, um, you know, and we all, it's, that's another thing. It's not just, you know, watching videos and like completely learning by yourself. We still log on once a week um, for class and all together and have really great discussions and you get to, you know, learn from people's different perspectives. And, and a lot of people, I was surprised, um, you know, a lot of the people were already emergency managers and just looking for more information or, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to pivot, but again, had already had a lot of experience in emergency management. So I actually learned a lot from my classmates um, and still do. And then, yeah. And then it was just, it was honestly, it was just also connecting on LinkedIn or just shooting them an email and just being like, Hey, like, can we chat? And I would, you know, meet with them. Um, I actually had a couple of them, um, 
actually I interviewed for this series, um, two of them, um, at two of my previous classmates. And so, um, you know, I think that they have a lot to share. You just need to kind of go over it, uh, you know, or, or go, go after it, um, a little bit more, um, intentionally, um, and really reach out to people. Um, but I still think it's possible. So, Hey, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the program. And then I want to talk about your EM student program and who you have on and what you're doing with it. Awesome. The Outer Limit Supply Company was founded on the idea of providing high quality first aid kits. Their goal is to supply the life-saving equipment you'll need to mitigate the majority of injuries often seen during austere times. From minor injury on an outdoor adventure with your family to your team responding to a major traumatic event, Outer Limits Supply has the kits to manage most situations, providing practical, user-friendly first aid kits that anyone can use. Enter EM Weekly, all capitals, at checkout and save 20% off your total purchase. Go to www.outerlimitsupply.com today. That's OuterLimitsSupply.com. We all know emergency management is dynamic. What you need to know and do can cover all kinds of fields and change on a dime. When choosing a partner, you want someone just as dynamic to help you keep up. The Mid-Atlantic Center for Emergency Management Public Safety is just that. A FEMA partner and one-stop shop for college academics, custom training and consulting, they cover it all and bring you the best of each. So whether you're looking to start your degree, go back to school, train your people, or anything in between, they're here for you. See what you can build together at frederick.edu backslash M-A-C-E-M-P-S. That's M-A-C-E-M-P-S. Power outages can happen at any time. Is your community prepared? The Power Up Solar Power Charging Trailer can be used to address the need for temporary power for your community. In addition, the Power Up Solar Power Charging Trailer can provide a platform to support your public information and community resiliency outreach efforts throughout the year to educate and inform people about the need to always be ready. For more information, visit PowerUpConnect.com. That is PowerUpConnect.com. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to those uh, sponsors because without them, we couldn't bring you the quality content that we do. And uh, Dan, I love the music choice for your commercial one. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> so Tony says, online learning allows busy people to have opportunity to gain qualifications, and I highly recommend it. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Tony is also an online student, so I, he knows uh, firsthand. Awesome. So your program. Now, as you said, you're curious, you're asking questions. So you invited six or seven people to come on to this, um, these, this series that you're doing, the summer series. Uh, what was your idea behind the summer series and why did you choose who you chose to come on? Yeah. So I think it actually ended up being, uh, eight people. Uh, one, uh, so I was originally setting out to do six episodes. Uh, one episode actually features, uh, two guests. Um, and then I actually ended up, um, getting one more interview. So I have kind of an, a, a bonus seventh episode. Um, so, so yeah, I think in some ways, you know, the, um, the series definitely reflects a little bit, um, 
you know, kind of, like I said, my questions and my learning. So it kind of, it starts off with like the first episode is about uh, training and education. Um, and so it's just like, how do you even start? I mean, you know, when you, when I've talked to, it came up in a couple of the interviews, when you say, you know, you work in emergency management, that can be as broad as saying like you work in business, you know? And so you could, I mean, you could have so many, I actually did for, for, um, I was just curious and literally went through, um, a whole bunch of different job sites and pulled, uh, job titles. And I just like, I mean, this was, you know, I pulled this in like 30 minutes or something and just the top, I think I pulled something like 75 or 80 discrete, different job titles. And I wasn't even looking that hard. You know what I mean? So there's like so many different things that you can do um, at so many different types of organizations. So um, yeah, I think just like, how do you gain a foothold? So that was, that was kind of where I started. So training and education. Um, and then, um, and I talked to, uh, so actually th- that was one of the classmates of mine, Matthew Peterson, um, kind of talked to me a little bit more about his, he's done a really self-directed version of education. Um, and then I also talked to another guest, um, Michael Tiener, who- hey, 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 uh, I guess I got to inter- interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Matthew Peterson, uh, he now works for FEMA. He's mm-hmm. a, Marine, a Marine Corps officer, still in the reserves. Uh, I, I, a crazy kind of cool dude. Um, mm-hmm. But talk about that spreadsheet he created. Yeah. So he, um, he was, so he's one of my classmates that I connected with, um, you know, outside of class and cause he had talked about, you know, a lot of the different, um, kind of education, um, opportunities that he, uh, had been taking advantage of, um, And yeah, so he basically, um, came up with this, or he just to organize his own education, um, came up with a huge spreadsheet where, you know, he just made a list of, of all the different, cause there's so many out there. There's so many different, um, you know, opportunities out there, uh, that he made a huge list, um, of all the different types of certifications and qualifications and classes and all the different types of things you can learn, um, and then, yeah, came up with a spreadsheet where he had that and then plus the links of where to sign up. Um, and then, you know, obviously for his own personal use, he had like, you know, if he was signed up or not or when he had graduated or, you know, all these kinds of things and was kind of tracking his own education in that way. Um, and obviously I love organization and spreadsheets. So when I saw it, I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So number two, so you're in the second class. Or the second. Uh, the second. Oh yeah, so well, so the second um, interview of, of that, I, I thought it was cool to kind of show both. So then I talked to uh, Michael Tiener, who had just um, he's just graduated, um, you know, from a, a full time um, undergraduate program in emergency management. Um, so it's kind of cool to get that perspective as well. Um, and then yeah, and then I moved on. So the next episode after that was kind of a little bit more about um, the EM field and how to navigate it and how to kind of. Um, you know, pivot your career and just get in where you can and then um, kind of find where you fit best. Um, so that interview was with um, Kelly McKinney. Um, so he um, had just so much great advice to share and so much experience, you know, um, um, from his career. So that was a really uh, wonderful conversation. Um, and then I think, so then the, the rest of the episodes uh, kind of um, after that basis reflect this really interesting idea uh, that I, you know, have discovered in, in studying emergency management where because it's so broad, um, it really does overlap with so many different other fields and uh, people with experience in these other fields, uh, you know, kind of can approach um, 
the issues that we are trying to solve in emergency management from different angles and have lots of different expertise that could be helpful. Um, and so I just thought that was so interesting and, and such a night, you know, it's a cool way to like, we're studying emergency management, here's how it goes, but then why don't we look at it, um, you know, from the perspective, like of the economics lens that I was talking about before, or, you know, what does a communications professional, how do they view emergency management? Um, you know, and then, and what is it like? Um, so when you're trying to work in the, um, you know, how does the private sector versus public sector affect what your job looks like, um, you know, uh, in emergency management? Um, so those were those are three of the other episodes. And then another one, um, uh, I actually talked to uh, Sarah Thompson. Um, she actually works for the Canadian Red Cross um, in Ontario. And she we talk, had a whole conversation um, about data in emergency management. And like you can really drill down into these kind of, you know, much more sp- specific, not just fields, but um, areas of expertise. And, you know, we really talked a lot about um, how having people from all those different backgrounds really helps. Um, And so then that that kind of seventh bonus episode um, was uh, actually, um, it was an episode with um, Jean O'Donnell. She's the program manager at the LA County OEM. Uh, I had actually talked to her um, for the first time uh, months and months ago. um, And I, and actually a lot of what she said, um, kind of gave me some of the inspiration to talk about, you know, these kind of um, where these fields overlap and, and basically the connectivity, um, you know, between these other fields um, and emergency management. Um, so that's so basically so her episode is is kind of on that theme of, of connectivity and kind of wrapping together all of the other episodes, um, you know, and in, in, in talking about how important that is to have those kind of diverse perspectives. Yeah, that's one. I mean, that, and I think we've, we've had this conversation several times, but it's one mm-hmm. of the things I love about emergency management or the emergency management profession is that every, every, literally every um, other industry can play a role in emergency management and how we do emergency management. Um, but as you mentioned, you went through and you, you pulled all these different job, you know, classifications and all of them have something different, different t- job titles, different classifications. How can, and that's one of the issues we find with emergency management. We don't have that much uniformity there's not yeah. that, you know we're not on the same it's not standardized so in in as a student yourself um how do you see that affecting how where, where we're going to go uh, as a profession yeah so i think that kind of um that highlights another theme that I think came up a lot. Um, and it, it really is this kind of you know balance that we're trying to achieve this push pull between you know, we need uh, emergency management needs a diverse workforce that, you know, uh, both represents the communities that they serve, but also comes from lots of different backgrounds and expertise. So we can all come together and solve these things on one side. But then also, you know, there, there does need to be a kind of baseline um, level of knowledge that all EMs have a language that people speak. So, um, you know, that we're coming together to work on these issues. You know, we're sa- we're all saying the same thing and talking about the same thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I think the, the challenge, right. Is, um, is learning how to, to balance that. And I think, um, you know, it definitely does make it a little bit more complicated for someone new like me, um, to try to figure out and navigate. Um, but, you know, I think really when it comes down to it, it's just, you know, that's why I've chosen to do what I'm doing, which is uh, just talking to lots of people. Um, Cause I think that's really where you'll kind of gain that knowledge of, um, you know, go to school, do the classes, get the qualifications that you need, uh, but then talk to lots of different people and they will help you kind of hone in on, um, you know, where you, you know, where you can best, um, you know, where you can best serve. So. 
Well, I mean, that's what emergency management is about is service, right? And well, at least that's mm-hmm. what I thought it's about is, is service. One of the things I, I want to touch on real quick too is that you mentioned is uh, implement, implementation. Uh, mm-hmm. There's and with me anyway. Uh, we've had this conversation with Todd and all of you. Really, I've told my reported to the world is that when I came up, you know, I was doing the job, and then I came up uh, learning emergency management because I needed to because I was doing a job that I didn't fully understand, and I needed to learn more. So I then I that set me on my path towards education as well. So I learned while doing as well. So I'm not only experienced in the classroom, experienced on the job. But the application is 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 a huge part of it. So what have you found in your interviews as far as knowing it's one thing, but implementing and applying it as another? So what have you found is uh, is is it is it a common theme of, of uh, it being a difficult to implement or that it's that it takes a while to implement or that you can implement it and apply it immediately? Uh, I think the theme that I have uh, generally found, which I think uh, that is why it's hard to bridge that gap between theory and implementation, um, is just because when you uh, shift towards implementation, it becomes so much more complicated, um, you know, and so I th- and I think so we can say things that, um, you know, like mass communication uh, needs to be taken advantage of. Um, so, OK, so do we text everybody? What about people who don't have cell phones? Is it an app? Do you need to do they need to opt in? What about privacy laws? Like, can you just text a whole group of people? And also it's like, how how like do you text the entire city of LA if something happens or just the part where um you know where something might happen or um you know or do you put up signs in in roadways but what if somebody doesn't drive or you know all this there's just like so many different barriers and then when it comes and then also you can put out uh, alerts in other languages but especially in a metropolitan place like LA where I live I mean people speak tons of different languages. And so how do you make the cutoff about like which languages you include and which ones you don't? Um, You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, yes, like we need to figure out a way to communicate with people and there's a bunch of tools, but you know, and each have their pros and cons. So so nothing will cover everything completely. So you need to like figure out how to piece together what the best solution is for your community. And so every community kind of needs a tailor-made solution. Um, and so it just gets more, much more complicated when you get down into the weeds. Um, and so I think that's, to me, the biggest piece around, um, you know, what makes implementation difficult um, is, is really kind of, you know, figuring out how all those pieces work together. And I think, too, that helps, you know, that, that, that aid, I want to say it adds to the uh, mm-hmm. separation between uh, academic and uh, practitioner. And we, we try to bridge that gap. We're trying to bridge that gap, but it's real easy in the classroom to say, this is what you should be doing right. versus in the field. We're going to say, this is what we have to do. This is what we got to right. work with. So I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a continuing, uh, it's a loop, but it, you made, you, you summed it up brilliantly uh, in, in how uh, applying it can be so much more complicated uh, than doing it. And, and before, I know we're going to be getting ready to wrap. We're coming to the end, getting ready to wrap up. Um, but I do want to EM student, uh, I'm working on a series, uh, as well. So it'll be a six part series on the core competencies and it'll be featuring, uh, Dr. Shirley Feldman Jensen, Dr. Steve Jensen, and Dr. Sandy Smith, who are the, wrote the next generation of core competencies. And that'll be coming, uh, that'll be coming out in the next, in the coming weeks as well. So, but I also want to say thank you, uh, Franzi. And if, if everybody doesn't know out there, cause she knows she's one of my favorite people. Now she quickly became one of my favorite people when I was introduced to her uh, by Todd and asked to um, train her on EM student. And she has done brilliantly. So thank you for coming on today. Oh, Absolutely, thank you, Dan. Franzi. Absolutely, Franzi. I, I, I concur with Dan. And 
<clears throat> you're gonna be you're gonna be a rock star. Uh, you already are a rock star, but you're gonna be a rock star in emergency management. So those of you out there who do not know uh, her, uh, please check out EM Student. Uh, you can find that you know on Stitch Radio. Uh, you can find it on LinkedIn. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it you know on your favorite podcast player. And also give her five stars as well because she deserves them. Very much so. So everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> no, guys. No. This is. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, I just want to thank you guys. I mean, both for the, um, you know, for today and being able to come on and, and talk about this stuff, but also obviously for the opportunity to, to uh, work on EM Student and, and put the series together. Um, I've had a really wonderful time working on it and I'm excited to work on more. So thank you. So now as we wrap up, Dan, Franzi, thank you for your time as always. And listen, everybody, thank you for spending your time with us today, this morning. You can do other things and, and whatnot. Uh, anyway, there's a couple of comments here. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. It says, uh, oh, we got some other stuff coming on here it's, it's too well. Brian says some good comments coming up. Hey, everybody, listen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Brian, producer Brian, for being here and doing what you're doing. Thank you, Situ Radio, for, every, for all your support. Thank you, Franzi and Dan, for for, uh, for being here and, being, and, and your friendship. And also, all of you all, for being great part of our family here at EM Weekly. And don't forget, follow us on your favorite podcast player. Uh, or as I say, now a subscribe to you on your favorite podcast player. Give us five stars and please give us a rating. That's five stars this way. And awesome. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. You name it, we're there. And stay safe, stay hydrated. <laughs>